0: Welcome to CapChat, the show that connects you to the faces, voices, and stories of CapFam. Uh, this is uh, episode five. We're going to be talking about uh, the sciences a lot. Yeah. And uh, I don't know about you, Mary Claire, but this episode.
1: A lot of it kind of went over my head.
0: It was so but much. But it was
1: still interesting. We learned a lot about opportunities yeah. for students who are interested in being in the department. Right. And students who are currently in the department have been able to um, do and learn about as well as some for those who are outside of the department who still have an interest in it or through classes that are required. that still kind of show that science connects to all areas of life.
0: Yeah. When we say over our head, it just, it, it, there's so many areas of study and so many opportunities, uh, that I I couldn't keep up with some of the things like some were relatable to me. So I, but it was still, like you said, very, very interesting because, Uh, There's just so many fields and so many like career opportunities that come out of this and it was super interesting. So uh, basically we uh, talked a lot about that with Dr. Anderson and we had student Emma Young with us, Mm -hmm. um, which was really, really cool. So join us for episode five as we dive into the sciences.
1: Chat. I'm one of your hosts, Mary Claire Kunkel.
0: And I'm another one of your much less important hosts, John Honecker, <laughs> to be debated. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode five, and we're talking about the sciences, uh, all things science. And we have two amazing guests. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves?
2: Sure. I'm uh, Dr. Christine Anderson. I'm an associate professor of zoology here at Capitol. I'm in the Department of Biological and Environmental Sciences. Um, I'm also serving as a department co-chair this semester, and I also um, serve in an endowed professorship position, so I have an award where I help to oversee the operations at the Primer Outdoor Learning Center, which is 75 acres of capital-owned field site in Hocking
3: Hills.
0: That sounds (laughs) like a lot of fun.
3: (laughs) My name's Emma Young. I'm a junior biology major, and I'm minoring in environmental
0: science. That's awesome. Thank you guys so much for being here. Let's, Great. let's talk all things science. Sounds good. So Bill Nye, no, I'm <laughs> I mean uh, a little
2: bit. Bill Nye is on the, the he's your t-shirts. on our tri beta shirts. I, I love them. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Our yeah. honor society in the department. Yeah.
0: Uh, so when we talk about an area of study, we do a little exercise where we uh, talk about different outputs, different um, common jobs or, or things to try to associate, you know, areas of study with, you know, some opportunities outside of these areas of study. So a couple that stood out was biochemists, um, study the chemical and physical properties of living things and biological processes. Their growth in the next 10 years is slated to be about 11%. It's kind of cool. Uh, computer and information systems manager. So related to it, they have a pretty, uh, a little bit bigger of a growth, about 15% in the next, you know, people have computers. They need to know what is going on with them. So that's good. Uh, forensic science technician. Uh, so also known as uh, crime scene investigators collect and analyze physical evidence um, that is seeing a huge growth of 17% uh, in the next 10 years. Uh, everybody wants to be on CSI. So <laughs> Uh, That'll be fun. And then environmental scientists. Uh, So identify, reduce, and eradicate pollutants and other hazards that threaten the environment or the population's health. And that's seen 11%. So these uh, 10, 11, 15, 17, those are actually really big numbers. Uh, My field is seen like, smaller numbers, like single digits and all that. So it's like really cool to see these sciences kind of blow up. I, are you, Is that tracking with what you've seen?
2: Yeah, absolutely. We still have a lot of our graduates are getting into medical school, um, getting into veterinary medicine, um, optometry, dental school, physician's assistant programs. So oh, wow. we still serve uh, our students to get into those tracks, those graduate programs in pre-health. But we're also seeing a large increase of students that are really interested Um, in forensic science so we're we're also thinking about ways in which we can really better serve those students between especially the biology department and the chemistry department of perhaps creating a new minor or looking at a way that we can emphasize that and offer more courses and take advantage of courses that are already being offered here and the experiences that students get in those courses Um, but genetic counseling is another big one that we're seeing a lot of our students are taking advantage of electives and molecular biology that we're offering in the department and and applying to programs and being successful in those programs as well. A new one we have is we have some students interested in mortuary science as well. So that kind of bridges over to forensic science that you were talking about a little bit.
0: Mortuary being with, I'm sorry, but like cemetery or or like. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or
2: or being able to serve as a specialist in forensic science as well. Wow. I know. I know that was a a newer one for us. So it's great to get to know the first year students and hear what they're interested in and, and how also over the next couple of years, they may change their tracks a little bit too and get involved in new things when they learn about new things.
0: Podcasts predict the future okay if there's an increase in interest in crime scene podcasts you know like that's just that's just gonna blow up
1: that's actually a fair point
0: right that's what that's all i could keep thinking of is as i saw those numbers i was like okay crime shows yes I, I get the interest there.
1: If people want to become doctors because of Gray's Anatomy, they might want to become forensic <laughs> scientists because of true crime.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, exactly. and it's great
1: to hear
2: about the increase in environmental science. We know we have yes. some major problems in the world, and you know we're doing trying to do things here in our courses to prepare students for um, future jobs in environmental science as well. I'm teaching a course on environmental sustainability. and so okay. we're we're looking to actually integrate that course and some other invasive species management. Um, seminars and other research courses into kind of revision, revising our environmental science major, knowing that we've got students that are going to be going into those fields and to tackle, you know, global climate change, to tackle plastic waste, um, the ocean um, patches of waste that are out there. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of huge issues out there that we're trying to really introduce our students to these kind of wicked sticky problems and have them practice ways to tackle those kind of locally to then make, you know, important, po- positive work towards the big global sticky issues.
0: So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We, uh, we were actually going over articles of uh, the issues in the world today and how sciences could help tackle them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from one end, you know, data is only getting bigger, meaning more and more information. You know, we went from uh, my mom took a total of six pictures of me you know because <laughs> I was the last of like a bunch of kids
2: yeah
0: uh to now I don't know how many photos you have on your phone but I know I have like 1800 or yeah. something like that so more and more data is just becoming a thing and we have to figure out how to process it how to analyze it how to use it mm-hmm. uh all the way to um you know uh by 20 I, I gotta look up the article but I think by 2050 we'll need uh, to figure out how to produce 50% more food. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: Food scarcity, water scarcity. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So uh, I just want to make sure. Yeah. 2040, the world will need to produce 50% more food. Uh, And in order to do that, breakthroughs in plant sciences are needed. Mm -hmm. So it's like, there's so many different fields. And I was actually pretty nervous about this episode to talk about the sciences. I was like, there's so many and I don't know.
2: <laughs> it is. It's a really diverse uh, field. Again, we have students, like I said, that are interested more in the medical side. So we offer courses and prepare students for positions and mm-hmm. jobs, you know, and, and careers eventually in that area. But environmental science, there's a wide range, geology, hydrologists that, you know, the things that you just mentioned um, as well, we are preparing our students. We've had some recent graduates um, gain positions with the Ohio EPA, okay, we yeah. had um, students as well um, in a diverse range of fields, um, working at Patel, um, COSI, um, so the education side of informing the public about what we can do to, to help make positive. Yeah, uh, stories,
0: as far as employers or uh, organizations that are based here in mm-hmm. the same uh, city as Capital University, Mattel is a huge uh, giant in the science industry. Absolutely. Uh, we talked actually before the show started about CAS, Chemical Abstract Services. Mm-hmm. They're a huge uh, um, giant in the science industry. There's just a lot of organizations here that that is right, you know, go to capital and then you're like, hey, here's some opportunities with people that are actually making an impact in the Midwest,
2: absolutely, yeah, right in Central Ohio. You know, we have students also that you know complete internships just down the road, practically at Nationwide Children's Hospital, right. and get research experience there. So, yeah, we're very lucky as far as location goes.
0: <sighs> okay, thanks for being here. That was a great episode. <laughs> uh, Emma, <laughs> else?
1: Um, I Mary know, Claire, we're yeah. done. It's okay. <laughs> just like. No, I'm I'm jumping in, Emma. We've noticed, or at least I've had this experience, and a couple of other students that we've been interviewing have had an experience where they thought they were going to do one thing or something like that. And then they take a class that kind of changes their interests or expands their interests. Did that happen to you at all?
3: Yeah, I came in on the pre-med track and in the spring semester, we had a course that all biology uh, majors will take and you go over the diversity of life. So you start kind of with the evolution of the planet And then you'll talk about plants and all that stuff. But when we finally got to animals, I was like, these are really cool. And I've always liked (laughs) animals. When I was little, I wanted to be a zookeeper. So I was trying to look up jobs where you could work with animals and things like that. But then Dr. Anderson had perfect timing and offered a conservation biology course in the fall. And so I signed up for that and dropped pre-med and added on environmental science as a minor And then we did so many hands-on projects in her class. We wrote so many different papers that related to the things we were learning. And I was really solidified then that I wanted to do that.
0: That's awesome. Can we make sure just like everybody keep in their mind as, as time goes on, that when, you know, you obviously find a career in this. Is there a picture of you, like, <laughs> younger at Halloween as a zookeeper? I you like, but... put those side by side.
2: <laughs> See, another picture issue then, yeah. right? Yeah. Growing up, <laughs> Or just you at the
3: Zoo Works as well. That works. Yes. I do have those. Yeah. Or pictures. I've always loved otters. Otters are my favorite animal. Of course. So I've always collected stuffed otters as time has <laughs> gone on. So there is actually a picture of me with, like, over 30 stuffed otters. So... And I have a picture of Emma
2: from uh, our zoology class this past fall with her fishing pole catching fish on one of our field trips. So maybe we can
0: work. Yeah, that'll be, (laughs) we'll put that in the bottom. Our producer will put that picture there, send it to us. So uh, we actually went over it real fast uh, Mm -hmm. because I definitely want to talk about um, Capital's unique take on this huge field, mm-hmm. what it offers its students and what's so special about capital.
2: Yeah.
0: You, uh, and I hope I'm saying it right, uh, Premier?
2: Oh yeah, Primer. Primer. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, the Primer Outdoor Learning Center um, named after Merle and Margaret Primer who donated the property. I
0: should know that as a CAP grad, I apologize. My justification is we <laughs> never left the conservatory because I was a music major. <laughs> right, So right. I apologize. Please don't send any letters. Okay, Uh Primer,
2: yeah. Yeah. So this was um, land, 75 acres that wow. was donated, um, I think, officially back in 2005. Okay. And so um, Merle and Margaret Primer were very active in the, their Lutheran church. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was the connection to Capitol. So this is all the way down in Logan, Ohio, about 45 minutes from here. Yeah. Um, but we can just get right on College Avenue. It turns into 33 and, and we're there. Um, uh, but um, he was a biology teacher. Okay. Um, and so he was a high school teacher and actually taught at Ohio University, but gifted the property to Capitol University. And it's a, it's a very diverse um, property. There's a 15-acre wetland. We've had a bald eagle nesting on the property in That's the wetland cool. um, and one of the trees um, over the wetland for the last couple of years. So we're looking at different service projects and looking at maybe trying to put together an eagle cam able to have live feed on our webpage and fun things like that that's cool Uh, yeah it's great there's also a number of other ecosystems that are um, uh, really great examples of getting our students to research them service projects educational opportunities as well Uh, we've got um, great forest habitats down there we have restored prairies as well so we've worked with the fish and wildlife service to restore prairies um, on a three different parts of the property, too. We've also just recently completed a service project, um, the first part of a service project, I guess, phase one, with the Ohio um, Department of Agriculture with an arborist. And so we're okay. now planting disease-resistant trees that have been pretty much lost from the state of Ohio. So Emma was actually involved with that work through Tribeta, our biology Honor society. We partnered up with them.
0: There are trees that are no longer in Ohio that were mm-hmm. in you yeah, that were are, wiped
2: tr- out from diseases. are
0: trying to bring those back in and introduce them into, into this. Exactly. Wow. So
2: we're going to kind of have our, our own, like pretty much the first experimental plot in Ohio that we're, we're first um, planted some butternut trees that are resistant from a disease that really wiped out butternuts throughout Ohio. And we're looking to also get into American chestnuts, which have also been lost. I think there's five true American chestnuts in Ohio and they won't even tell you where all of them are wow. since they were wiped out through a chestnut blight. A um, hundred years ago. Wow! So it's an exciting partnership, and yeah. it's part of our our. It's one, another one of our, you know, campuses. I guess basically. So we've been taking students <sighs> down to tour the property yeah. and to do some educational activities go, down at the that property. That, was yes. that that I, <laughs> I went.
1: I went actually for a religion course that I was mm-hmm. taking. Um, the religion course that all capital students are required to take, and our professor had us go, and it was really interesting because you wouldn't think of like going to this area that's usually just for like science majors and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. for a religion class but it was so cool we saw the bald eagle yeah and it was so exciting and these like little nets within think there were frogs or something in them and we were learning about we like smelled a certain i don't remember what herb it was from the trees Mm -hmm. and we're down and we're, like, learning about all the ecosystems. And then the assignment for the classes, you had to write your own creation story because mm-hmm. we were learning about different creation stories at the time. And it was just really interesting to just kind of get out of my bubble. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite things is when classes kind of have crossover. Like, right now, I'm taking a modern philosophy course, and it's in the science building, Battelle. Huh. And it all starts once, um, like the age of reason comes so when science is mm-hmm. focused. And so it's about how philosophy has to react with the onset of science and a humanities course, which is required for capital students to take. It's all about how art and all of those things that I'm interested in are impacted by the onset of science. And the philosophy course that I took that kind of opened my eyes to how much I love philosophy was about philosophy and the environment. So mm-hmm. my first introduction to that was all in the realm of like environmental conservation and ethically, what do we do about the fact that we don't have trees that we used to have anymore? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think it's really interesting. I'm yeah. not a science person, but I wholly appreciate people who have that, I don't know, just like rigor to be able to do experiments and mm-hmm. make discoveries. I think it's so cool. Yeah. And definitely research on
2: the property and, and getting students down there to, to see a piece of that or, or take a, a large piece of it and take ownership of different research projects or service projects has been a really big part of what Um, I've been trying to do with the property over the last couple of years. So we've got students that are studying biodiversity and the human impact on biodiversity at Primer. So it's very related to what Emma um, learned about in conservation biology. And basically that conservation, like you just mentioned is about better understanding value of all organisms and protecting biodiversity and minimizing human threats against it. So we've got students that are, um, doing biodiversity surveys of mushrooms. We've been studying um, okay. the impact of forest fragmentation on small mammal populations. We've been doing field work and on many different topics, but we've also been doing lab work too. So we've been studying the amphibians down there and better understanding different threats, different fungi. So we can do field work. Um, But then this is also something that applies well to um, students that may not, their first draw might not be environmental science or conservation because we can also come into the lab and and do lab projects as well. So we can work with students to develop skills in the laboratory too, but it helps to benefit a a big environmental issue that we're facing. So the pre-medical students get experience in PCR and DNA sequencing because we can test for these things and better understand them. And then that comes back to hopefully impacting the the issue it just positively
0: it sounds like a lot of students from a lot of different you know uh study paths mm-hmm. you're just like yeah. you're all learning okay <laughs> you're, you're all learning everything, so just deal with it mm-hmm. now uh you were talking about this you know changing your uh degree and, or changing your major uh based on the the courses you took now uh can you tell me a little bit more about? what you're studying now and and how it's, you know, you can either talk about how it relates back to what you were studying and (laughs) those differences or what you're excited about in the future. What do you plan to do with this?
3: Well, I think it's really cool because you can see a lot of the classes interconnect with each other. Okay. Things that I learned in conservation biology have connected to environmental science classes that I've taken. And they also relate to what we learned in that spring semester when I decided that I wanted to work with animals when we were actually learning about their development and a little bit about their evolution, we had that crossover as well with comparative anatomy where we really went in depth with that and vertebrate zoology, which was Mm -hmm. also taught by Dr. Anderson. But what I want to do with it is I want to work in settings where I can physically be with the animals. Like when I was at that wildlife rehabilitation center, because actually seeing the animals and seeing an impact that you can have on the animals that's positive is really, really nice.
0: Right. Yeah. That's huge.
3: Yeah. We've had a number of students that have
2: gained positions at at zoos as keepers and at wildlife sanctuaries. So it's been great to see ways in which through the courses that the students have gotten those experiences and worked on those skills and through internships, um, like Emma mentioned, Um, as well so and we we also have paid positions in the department so we can hire students and they can serve as animal technicians because we do house some organisms in Patel Hall here right so they can get that hands-on experience with caring for organisms and then um, that's how one of our students landed a job after graduation immediately after graduation with Patel she's actually involved in animal care of some of their study species that they house there oh that's
0: awesome yeah that kind of relationship is super beneficial to make sure that you know Hey, we're all trying to get there, so let's help each other. That's great.
2: And and Emma's got some other things coming up on her horizon. Not only has she been working on a research project um, as well, that's really um, in the area that she's excited about, but she's also going to be presenting that work. So our students present not just here at Capitol in the symposium on undergraduate scholarship that we have in April, but our students are getting experiences presenting their research, so working on their oral and written communication skills that we know all employers are looking for um, at, at conferences. Yeah, you have she's to talk about funding. what you're doing.
0: Oh, you're getting she's, funding? She's
2: funded. I There's, Whoa! Uh,
0: yeah, yep. she has great. Send me the she link to your awards. Kickstarter. I you got some money. You <laughs> oh, and, <laughs> Thank you.
3: Yeah. I need some more right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: talk to me about that. Like, I mean, that is something that. People hear what I do and, 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 you know, the idea of getting up on a stage and presenting and they're like, no, thank you. That's great. I'll do anything else. So, you know, talk to me about it. Was that something that you looked forward to and then also getting funding? What does that process look like? Because I would like some funding.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, there was a lot of writing to get the funding. Uh, we spent about a whole semester writing up that proposal before okay. we got the funding and so we finally just started breaking into that money this semester and we've used most of it very quickly because we're looking at the genetic variation and inbreeding of gray foxes in Ohio.
0: Sure. yeah. And
3: because you don't want them to all be sharing the same genes, that's not good for anyone. Right. Because they're more, they're more susceptible to diseases and environmental pressures, especially with the climate changing and with their habitats changing, they need to be able to, have a little bit fight back to that. So we're looking at their genetic variation and to do that, we do PCR and it costs a lot of money to buy primers so that we can see the genes that we're looking at.
0: What is PCR?
2: So basically using primers. So we're using small DNA sequences to target a specific gene. Okay. And then we're through PCR It's polymerase chain reaction. So, of course. so it's a chain reaction. Um, and you're creating billions of copies of the alleles that you're interested in. So these primers target those specific regions. Um, and you guys are so
3: smart.
2: <laughs> Really what we're doing is we're um, genotyping. So we're okay. looking at different alleles that different individuals have. And we're using that information to eventually calculate something like genetic diversity or variation. We're looking at how many different genes are in the gene pool in these different populations in Ohio. We're worried... Um, the genetic variation might be low, um, and inbreeding might be high, which again would mean if something like, um, canine distemper, another disease were to come in, it would wipe out the
0: populations completely. It makes them susceptible to things like that. Uh, what a cool opportunity. What, a like what a unique learning opportunity, uh, I guess my most important question is, do you get to hold any foxes?
3: <laughs> no.
2: Okay. Foxes specifically. Right.
0: Yeah.
2: I wish, uh, but no. I just no. want to know. Yeah. yeah. But it's great. She's going to be presenting at a Ohio chapter of the Wildlife Society Conference coming up just in a couple of weeks. And, okay. and this is all also through a collaboration um, with some folks that are um, with the Ohio Department of Wildlife and with um, some new Appalachian, Ohio um, foundations. So... It's a neat way too that, yeah, she can see what what these folks do when they graduate and they're doing similar positions and um, it's a great experience for her to present and get funding and then looking at graduate school eventually, that's exactly what you do in graduate school is continue to take courses and work on research and then try to have a positive impact like we've been talking about. I'm
0: going to attend just because I want to know how to get funding. Sounds good. Yeah.
1: What are some other unique opportunities that capital provides for those interested or majoring in science? Yeah,
2: that's a great question. Some of the things that we're really proud of, um, we've talked a little bit about the Primer Outdoor Learning Center and some of the educational opportunities there, research opportunities and service opportunities too. Um, For example, we've got students that are in other departments, such as art, and they're helping to design new signage for the property to talk about the different ecosystems there and the history of the property. Uh, we're working on a tree guide. So it's it's great to also work with students in other disciplines. But for our students in the department as well, um, we also have a greenhouse. And it just was um, renovated. So we've got opportunities for students to get paid positions to work in the greenhouse. That's we awesome. have, we're housing organisms in there. So if you go into our Battelle Hall and you peek in the windows of the greenhouse, you're going to see um, that we've got red-eared sliders in a pond. We've got other species in there. So it's a great facility. We're growing our own food to feed the animals that we house in Battelle Hall as well. Oh, wow. Um, and so students can get um, paid positions in the department to serve as an animal technician. So they get trained. They get the hands-on experience. This is really beneficial for students that are interested in animal behavior, want to get a job in conservation. Um, and we've had students get paid positions and get jobs after capital at, at zoos throughout the country, animal sanctuaries and wildlife um, rehab. rehab. Uh, facilities too. So I like that we can offer paid positions. So animal tech being one um, through Primer as well. Um, And then we also have students that serve as teaching assistants. So they can come back into the classrooms of the, especially the laboratories of um, classes that they've taken and done well in, and they can get a little bit more leadership experience. They can work with students. They can help, help um, talk about concepts or skills. Um, They also get to know the faculty a little bit better when they serve as TAs. And for many of our students going on to programs after capital, um, it's a great way to get really personal letters of recommendation and maybe even think about more about getting into education or becoming a professor. And what does that look like? So Yeah,
0: the opportunities, the paid opportunities that you're mentioning mm -hmm. are in their field. They don't have to go outside of their field. That's really unique and really great
2: yeah absolutely and like I said they get to know the faculty better they get to learn the techniques better that they may be talking about each week in the laboratory so I think there's a lot of benefits there
0: which faculty do you know the best then
2: well Dr. Anderson and I <laughs> know each other really well yeah. exactly I'm also her advisor yeah. too oh, yeah. so so unfortunately she gets to see me mm-hmm. quite a bit <laughs>
3: yep she sees me for research and then mm-hmm. I've had many classes with Dr. Anderson yeah. so yeah. we're pretty tight
1: exactly yeah I
2: I also had Emma this past fall in our research methods course. So for our third year students in the sciences, they take a research methods course and um, we also um, integrated Primer into that course. So I'm trying to increase the visibility of Primer and get other students down there and to check it out. And um, one thing that relates back to what we were talking about with environmental scientists too, is um, Emma also conducted a research project through the course of trying to get other students, um, into nature, um, helping that to kind of foster how connected they feel to nature and that can have a positive impact then on their own actions, right. um, in the, env- with related to the environment. And then hopefully they'll also keep teaching others and, and we'll get the word out. Um, related to that, we also in the department, we're really proud of the faculty. We have faculty led international trips. So, Heyo. so over the last 15 years we've had um, faculty in the department, Um, lead about 150 students over that time um, to international locations. So they're gearing up for a trip to the Galapagos um, in May, this coming May. (laughs) So there's going to be about a dozen students going with our own faculty to the Galapagos to study biodiversity. They'll do short-term research projects. They'll do service projects. Um, and, and get involved with community engagement.
0: Where are some other well. locations? Yeah. Off right. the top of the mind. I mean, yeah. that sounds amazing, but we're in the past were some other locations?
2: Yeah. They went this past, um, fall over uh, in December over break, um, to, uh, Costa Rica. Okay. So Costa Rica was another one. They've gone and done, um, scuba diving and snorkeling in the Bahamas, um, these are not terrible places to no, go. No, <laughs> they are not. yeah. And even the nursing program or the nursing department also offers trips that are very service learning oriented to work on public health. And public health is also going to be probably a new minor here at Capitol. So relates back to some of the things we were talking about earlier.
0: I really appreciate not only your time, but uh, making me regret the <laughs> area of study that I chose. <laughs> Thank you for giving such. A great name to the study of sciences like this is so great i i think that each subject that you guys spoke on and uh experience of like personal journey is really going to help people that are considering it or maybe they're already in an area of study that they're thinking about switching i'm this is huge i really appreciate your input
3: Yeah,